Hey everyone, all of us here at Through the Winters are so proud of our son Joseph, who just came out with his first single, Realize. You can look him up on Amazon or on iTunes, look up Joseph Baez, Realize, and download his song. We know you'll enjoy it. Hey everyone, welcome to Through the Winters episode 6. Listen, we've been enjoying doing these podcasts with you and we're glad that you guys are enjoying it as well. We've been getting good reports and good feedback. I'm excited because we have a lot of stuff to go over with you guys, let you guys know what's coming up with Through the Winters. There's so many new things and it's just going to be awesome. And of course we have to go over our quote and question of the week. So uh, let's get started. Hey friends, want to go over with you our Motivational Monday quote of the week. And uh, this week, it was one of my favorite characters, not necessarily because of who the individual is, but because of how I like to read about the characters in the Bible. My favorite ones are the ones where we get to see some of their story, you get to see a little bit of their beginning or a lot of their beginning and see the middle. And I like to see the the process along the way, you know, uh, where you can see how they started and what happened, what happened a little midway. In some cases, we get to see their end. Characters like Peter and Moses, I love I love those long storylines where we see where they were, see what happened in the process, and then and see how they developed. And this quote from this week is from David. And so he's one of my favorite characters because we get to see him when he's young, to where he becomes a servant, to where he becomes a soldier, to an actual king, to the time where he dies and the legacy that he leaves on to his children, his children's children, and so on and so on. And so my quote this week was about David. He knew what weapon to bring to which battle. In some cases, he brought a harp. At times, he brought a sling. In other cases, he brought a sword. Uh, other times, he knew when to pray on his knees for the fight. And so I mentioned in there, be wise on how you choose to fight your battles and make sure it is with the, the right weapons. Um, best way I think I can explain it is, you know, yeah, David was, was moved by what he knew at the time. And, and uh, I love it when David is a soldier and a king. He, for the most part, goes before the Lord to figure out, okay, God, what is it you need us to do? What is it you need me to do? How do I handle this? Um, and at times when David messed up, which is another thing I like about those kind of characters. We get to see their failures just as much as we get to see their, their, their you know, positive things. Um, the times when he messed up, he knew he messed up and he went before God and, and he, he repented and he sought after him. And in some cases, God did punish, you know, the mistakes that David made. And uh, I think it's very important that we do go before the Lord in all cases, but that we seek him for knowing what weapons we use. You know, um, the harp. When David used the harp, it was worship. Worship was used to help soothe the king at the time, Saul, when Saul was being tormented by his demons and his own things that he was that was going on inside of him. And David worshipped, and Saul even threw stuff at him. And David just said, I'm going to keep on worshipping, you know. And a lot of people always make the jokes like, dude, did you not learn the first time? 
if not the first time, the second time when Saul's throwing, you know, what is it? And sometimes it's in our worship. The Lord loves our worship. And listen, personal experience, worship has gotten me through those times where I just feel that funk, you know, where it's just like, oh, I feel low. I feel down and I don't know what to do. And worship helps soothe the spirit. It helps, it helps. Uh, uh, release the tension sometimes that you feel emotionally and mentally that boggles you down and you don't even know what's going on you may have had great sleep but just emotionally and mentally you feel boggled down worship in particular worship music has just uh, helped me in find release I know it's helped many others I know also worship and just shouting out to God and giving him praise oh man it's, it's just Jesus the power of the name of Jesus has just brought victory to so many people other times, David knew also when he had to pick up his sling, you know, a very uh, uh, minuscule kind of weapon in, in comparisons to most, but effective. And he knew when he had to do the sling and when he had to do the sword. And he graduated into those kind of things. And I think at times, a lot of us try to hold on to things of the past. We try to hold on to some weapons that may have worked and helped us get through certain things. And God says, no, I need you to progress. I need you to see that as you get older and as you grow, you know, in life and as you grow with me, that your weapons, the battles are going to be a lot more harder. They're going to be a lot more difficult and they're going to require different types of weapons. And we have to become uh, um, craftsmen, so to speak, of the different styles in which we go before the Lord and the way we fight these battles that are presented in front of us. There may not be battles like the same way David fought, literal wars and facing lions and bears and giants and all that kind of stuff but there are battles that we go through that we face and sometimes if we're not equipped the right way when we're not um given the tools that we need oh man we can we can enter into these warfares very 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 um unprepared and we find ourselves getting beaten and getting torn up and we're like god what happened what happened and meanwhile it's not god it was us we didn't prepare ourselves the right way and how do we prepare ourselves by getting into your word, by challenging yourself to do more. You know, if you've been saved, let's say you've been a Christian for like five, six years, when you first started, you started doing maybe 10 minutes of devotion and, and maybe uh, 10 minutes a day of prayer. And now you're five, six years in and you're still doing it that way. You're going to find yourself going through some stuff. You, you need to find, look, that works for you in the beginning to start your lifestyle as a believer, to start your connection and your relationship with God. But now you got to develop that. you got to build that up in more ways, whether it's increasing your prayer time, devoting yourself to maybe some other things, getting involved in, 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 in ways of ministry, increasing the amount of times you're actually now just not reading the Word, but studying the Word, and let it empower you, let it build you up, let it give you the, the, the strength that you need to handle these battles. And sometimes the battles will get harder. But as I always like using, David had that resume. He knew when he fought the lion and the bear, when he was time for him to fight the Philistine, he knew God was going to be with him because he saw God bring him through. He prepared and helped strengthen him. David was able to face Goliath, but yes, because of his faith in God. But he was able to face Goliath also because he knew the God that he served. And it gave him confidence and gave him courage in facing the giant. Um, and other times, David knew to get on his knees. He knew when he failed. He knew when he messed up, he knew when, when things were totally out of his control in his hands, he sought the Lord. Just about half the Psalms, if not or over half the Psalms, are written by David. And uh, it's, it's something where he just gives God worship. Everything from creation to who he is, to the actual events that are going on in his life, and he's just you know reflecting them through the eyes of God, or how he sees it and, and how God helped him through it, to the simple things where he's talking about just... Uh, 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 nature in itself and God and his His power and, and his authority and who he is. David takes time to recognize who God is in his life and he makes sure that he does it on his knees. 
And again, been there also. There are times where there was nothing I can do. There wasn't a weapon I can pick up. I was in my word. I'm, I'm praying. I'm seeking after him. And I just need to trust in who God was. And I just now relinquished it. I gave it to him. I submitted myself to him and said, Lord, you direct me. Lord, show me what it is that you need me to do. Do I back away? Do I move forward? Do I make, take the first step or do I wait for another person or whatever the, case, whatever the scenario was? God, I'm seeking on my knees. And that was sometimes my most powerful weapon where I just stopped and was put to my knees. Listen, the weapons of our warfare, they, they, they vary in different ways. It is getting involved in the word. It is praise and worship. It is giving God, you know, uh, uh, respect and, and, and who he is when we go before him, you know, in times of prayer or when we go before him in times of, of meditation and things like that. Um, it's also behaving and acting in the way that God wants to do. That's a weapon. Um, sometimes we got people who are just angry, angry and just are filled with rage or filled with, with, with whatever's going on inside of them. And our love can be a weapon that can be used against them. Sometimes that, that love makes them get even more angrier, but they cannot fight that this person is showing love no matter what. And, and a lot of times it's us through the power of God, because we know in our own flesh, someone comes at, at us with rage, someone comes at us with anger and stuff like that. We ain't going to be nice to them. We ain't going to uh, show mercy. But if we're allowing God to speak to us and God direct us, he leads us and he moves us. And yes, I've been in that boat too where I want to swing. I want to scream. I want to shout. There are times where I've messed up and I've allowed my anger to manifest. And I've allowed myself to respond in the flesh. And I, and I was wrong. I'm going to tell you I was wrong. But we need to always be smart on what weapons we use. You know, that we're using the right weapons for the right battles. You know, a disagreement or, or a time when you got to argue with your child and um, and you need to discipline or whatever the case may be, that's not going to require a weapon that's as strong as maybe a, a circumstance where you got to deal with a friend. You know, a situation where I got to deal with a friend and, and maybe incorrectness or or approach about something that, that maybe is is kind of tight about uh, what's going on in our friendship. That's going to be a different approach that I'm going to handle with um, maybe a, a relative that betrayed me, you know, different battles, different situations, different circumstances require different weapons. And we need overall to go before the Lord and seek him and, and say, God, how do I handle this? You know, God, what do I do? In most cases, I'd say we know the answers right off the bat. It's nothing that we got to meditate two or three days or a week and say, I'm going to go before the Lord on that. We know God wants you to go there and show that person love. We know God needs you to go there and, and, and correct that person, but correct them in love and in the right way. Sometimes we know the answers, but we avoid the way we should do it. But um, I want to throw that, that out there for whomever is listening and, and maybe really needs to hear this. Be wise in the weapons you pick to fight your battles. Be smart. Don't pick a weapon that's not supposed to be uh, meant for that kind of battle. And it's going to be either too weak or too harsh because the results can still be very damaging. You know, you want to make sure that you pick the right weapons and how you approach certain things. There's never, never anything wrong ever with seeking God in prayer, seeking God in praise and worship. But sometimes it may require a little more. It may require action. And so how do you go about that? And always ask God for that wisdom and how to move forward. Amen. All right, guys, we're going to move on. Listen, we got a bunch of announcements for you guys today, some new stuff that are coming up in the ministry. And so I'm going to hand it over actually to my wife. She's going to give you an announcement about uh, something that we're going to do different in Through the Winters in our website coming starting now in October. Okay, God bless, guys. It's 
Marsha, and I am so happy to tell you about something new that we're going to be doing with the Through the Winters Ministry. I want to introduce to you, as of October, a friend of mine by the name of Miss Misery. She is a regular reader of our articles, and she's been battling with some things. She doesn't have her happily ever after yet, and she's willing to share her issues, her struggles, her insecurities. So she's going to write to me, and I'm going to respond to her. She will not see the response until you see the response. And she is willing to dialogue with me regularly once a month. Now, as of October, I believe it's October 7th, we are going to be letting out her very first letter to me. And then every first Thursday of the month, we are going to be releasing the other letters. Now, go on our homepage and you're going to see a tab on the side and it's going to say Miss Misery. And there you'll be able to see our ongoing conversations. If you feel like writing to her, you'll be able to comment on the bottom and she'll respond to you. Again, check it out miss misery as of october 7th thank you guys all right everyone we want to make sure that you know how to connect with us here at through the winters ministry and you can do that by going to through the winters.com again through the winters.com there you'll be able to find out any information you want to know about through the winters ministry you can read our articles both old and new You even have an opportunity to sign up for our monthly newsletter. Guys, you can also find us on Facebook. Just type in Through the Winters Ministry on the search engine and it'll take you right to our page. We hope you enjoy our ministry just as much as we enjoy serving you. God bless you all. All right, folks, we're going to talk about our Worship Wednesday question. And um, this one was, you know, a little more in detail than our usual ones. In the sense that uh, I explained something first, and uh, the question at, by the end of the explanation was pretty much, what season do you find yourself in, and how do you handle that season? And pretty much it goes like this. There are four seasons, naturally, in, in our world, the winter, springtime, summer, fall. And using those four natural seasons in uh, emotional or mental state kind of way, uh, I broke down how the winter season can sometimes be a time where you're to yourself, you know, uh, because winter in its natural sense, you know, it's cold. People usually you know, like to like to lock themselves in uh, during the winter is Christmas. And we probably spend some time with families, but it's just usually that time where you just buckle down, you hunker down, keep yourself warm. Uh, you don't go out as much as you would probably the rest of the times of the year. And you do things on your own. You find ways to entertain yourself or to keep yourself or, or to just keep to yourself, period. Uh, springtime is the time of new things. And so you explore new things and you do new things and you just see what else can I do and you check out different uh, ideas and different ventures and you move forward in, in a whole bunch of new opportunities and you just you know go out there and you test your limits. Whereas summer, summer is just doing. Summer is let's go on vacation, let's go here, let's go there, let's you know uh, squeeze in time to go to the beach or go to the park or do all this kind of stuff, extra activities, visiting families more than normal, you know, go on vacation somewhere, all that kind of stuff, you know, uh, hanging out with friends more probably than you would with uh, than the other times of the year. And so summer is just doing, going out there and just doing and finding opportunities to check out new foods, new places, new new experiences all over the place. And fall, fall usually time is a time of reflecting and even times of restlessness. Uh, it is when the holiday seasons start to come in naturally and the beginning of Thanksgiving and all that kind of stuff and thinking about family. And statistically speaking, sometimes um, 
fall is the time where people do go through depression the most. Depression really starts to seek in and hit them. And so it's a time of restlessness and a time of reflecting. And you wonder, did I waste my time this year? Because, you know, the year's coming to an end. And you start thinking, you know, uh, I, I probably should have saved money because now these other bills that came in, I spent, you know, I probably went reckless, you know, in the summer and spending and doing all this kind of stuff. Um, it's also when you think back, you know, I wish I could be with this person and, and though it's a beautiful season in itself, fall is one of my favorite seasons. It's a time of reflecting the, the, the mood in the air helps, you know, people just start to reflect and think back. Now, when I was asking the question, what season are you in and how do you handle that? All four seasons, I believe, you know, uh, are something that each and every one of us go through. We, we all have our winter seasons of, just wanting to be alone. We'll all have our spring seasons of trying something new. We'll have our summer seasons of just want to go out there and just do something. And we'll have our fall seasons of where we feel maybe a little restless or or we're reflecting on, you know, our life or just uh, the past year, whatever the case may be. My question is more of how do you handle each of those seasons? Going through those seasons, you know, you, you may spend more time in one season than another. You know, I probably spend a lot of time in my spring and fall seasons more than I do in the other ones. Um, I like to do a lot of stuff, but I, I always want to test my limits, you know, and see what else can I do? What else can I do? I, I like to think of new things. Um, I also spend a lot of time reflecting to see where I've come from and where I'm going. And in those seasons, though, like I said, you can have a positive or a negative twist to it. And so my encouragement to you guys today is just make sure... So whatever season you're in, winter, springtime, summer, fall, that you watch how you uh, reflect in those areas and how you how you behave in those areas and how you find yourself thinking in those areas. Winter, for example, when to hunker down, you want to. There's nothing wrong, I believe, with finding alone time. Alone time is good, um, especially if you're maybe going through something and you're emotionally, mentally in a winter season. You can naturally be in the summer. But emotionally being a winter season inside of you um, because maybe an experience or something that happened, maybe loss of a loved one, loss of a job, loss of an opportunity, whatever the case may be, or you're just in, in a time of, of a funk and, and you just you need time to yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but where that winter season can get very dangerous is if you seclude yourself away from everything and everybody. Having time to yourself, it's fine, but don't let that stop you from going to work and being effective at work. Having a time to yourself is fine, but don't let that stop you from attending church and being a part of social activities where you can still be around friends. Having a time to yourself can be fine, but if you find yourself dwelling within yourself and you need someone to talk to, don't let that keep you from going to somebody and saying, you know, I'm struggling with some of my thoughts and things that are going on inside of me. Again, winter season can be good. You know, it's beneficial for devotion time. Time to just get away, do a little personal hobby, time to reflect and think in your own. Those winter seasons, you know, it's like, you know what, let me let me reevaluate what I'm going through. Let me reevaluate what, what I'm facing. And and that can be okay. But when you find yourself pulling away from other things and other people and find yourself uh, secluding yourself a lot, that's when the winter season can get very dangerous. Now, springtime, time for new things. How can that be wrong? I look at it this way. I, I've known a lot of people who experience many, many emotional springtimes. The problem is they start so many things and they never finish what they started. And so that's why I think springtime can be dangerous. If you're a person that's always something new, something new, something new, something new, something new. You know, oh, I got another idea. Oh, I got an idea. I got something that's better than this. 
you start something, especially when it involves other people and you don't follow through, it can develop a very wrong sense of, of maturity. It can develop a, a wrong sense in people about whether they can trust you or not. Um, it also doesn't help you in yourself. Like, you know, are, you can be a person that starts new things, but finish what you start. Um, at least see it through uh, in, in a full effect. You know, don't don't just start it and then two months later start something else and then two months later start something else. Um, as a pastor, you sometimes see that with people trying to, you know, we call them church hoppers. They go, they go over here because this sounds good over here. And then, oh, wait, you know what? This sounds good over here for my family. Oh, you know what? I like this church over here because it does this. And I, Find a place to settle in. Find something where you can put your feet down. Starting something new, but looking for that new thing to help you achieve a goal. Looking for that new thing to help you uh, reach a standard or or move forward towards something. That's what you always want to do when you're looking for something new. Looking for new opportunities that's going to help you grow. Find ways that can help other people grow. Um, help other people develop or help yourself uh Challenge yourself in new ways that you can find uh, a new excitement in life. But always make sure you follow through. Um, summertime. Summer is doing, 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 doing. And I'm pretty sure we can see how that can all go wrong. You spend so much time doing, you spend no time for self. You spend so much time doing, you don't really reflect on what you need to do and what needs to be done. Um, summertime, you want to... Doing is a good thing. Being there and volunteering and helping other people and being there for your family and being there for friends, being there for co-workers, whatever the case may be, is important. And God wants us to do those kind of things. But when you just do, 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 you find yourself being burnt out. You find yourself uh, uh, not thinking straight. You find that sometimes you're doing things for the wrong reasons. Um, and so you got to be careful in these summer seasons emotionally. And now again, don't forget, these emotional seasons don't have to match up with the natural. So you can be going through a summer season during the natural winter time. And I'm just, I got to do this, I got to do this. We got a church Christmas party. We got to run around here. I got to do this. I got to buy this for my kids. Or I got to, you know, I want to help over here at this shelter or this food bank or this kind of thing and all this kind of stuff. And next thing you know, you're running yourself thin. You're running yourself rampant. And when do you get to enjoy the blessings that you want to give out? When do you actually get to enjoy the times that you're giving and the times that you're sharing? Man, you don't know how many times I, I've spoken to pastors and they're doing great things and they feel blessed in blessing others, but they don't get a chance to enjoy and really soak in the blessings that God is giving them in blessing others. Uh, it's I'm not saying it in a selfish way, but I realize this in my in my own walk, in my own my own challenges. Sometimes I'm doing, 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 and, and we have a special event, and it's awesome. It's a great time. I don't really have time to enjoy it. I know, okay, other people liked it. Good. But me, myself, all the work that was put into it, all the, did I enjoy doing that? Because next time when it comes around again to do it all over again, it's not me going, oh, man, I can't wait. I'm excited. It's me going, okay, I got to do this all over again. It's going to bless people. I know it's going to be good. But here we go again. That summer mentality of always doing and not allowing myself to enjoy it, not allowing myself to reflect on my own, not allowing time for me to just uh, uh, relax and make sure that I'm not running rampant can be very dangerous. Again, doing for others is important. It's very biblical. God wants us to, to give of ourselves, but we got to be careful about going so far and doing so much that it overworks ourselves. And then we come to the emotional and mental fall season. Fall, when I was growing up, um, this may sound awkward for some of you, I don't know, but I felt like fall was my biggest hex, jinx season of my year. It seemed that in fall, 
everything would go wrong. It's when I would get the sickest in my body. Um, I, I would go through things in my body, in my back, and um, pains in my in my stomach, all this kind of stuff. Um, my migraines, I suffer from migraines, would be the worst in the fall season. Um, a whole lot of things emotionally would hit me. Um, I, I would have uh, struggles with friendships in the fall season. Uh, it, it was it was crazy. I really I really felt there was a curse on it for like something about the fall season was I I didn't look forward to it coming. But yet naturally I loved the fall season um, just for the beauty in the trees and all the harvest parties and the things that go on in farms and and you know apple picking and everything. It was just beautiful. Um, it's one of my favorite natural seasons. But emotionally, oh man! Uh, finally, I took hold of that within myself and. It makes me reflect emotionally of how many times people go through these fall seasons in our lives where we reflect back and we get scared of, of, of choices we made throughout the rest of the year. We wonder, did I do the right thing? Did, I, did this happen the right way? Uh, maybe we, we, we start missing that certain person. Again, keep in mind, our emotional fall season doesn't have to be in the natural fall you know, we it, it, we could be in June or July remembering when we lost a loved one the year before and we fall into a fall season of of us just not falling into doubt and misery and, you know, I miss this person. Things would be better if this person was here. How come? And we go into these times of reflecting and, and restlessness because now we can't find comfort. We can't find peace in our hearts. Um, nothing is going to seem to work right. Everything is going to be out of order and out of whack. Um and those kind of things will happen to us emotionally. It's just naturally going to happen to us. How we handle those moments of when we think back and when we reflect and is very important. Um, what I want to encourage you to do is when you have those moments, let's say it's the loss of a loved one, try to also remember the positive things. And it still may make you cry, but remember the positive moments of, of that you have with those people. Um, when, you, when, when Maybe it's about a, a separation of friendship. You know, try to see, you know what, are there ways to reconcile? If there is, great. If there isn't, remember that of, of what at least that friendship gave to you. You know, you know what, that, that season is now over. It doesn't seem like, at least in the immediate future, that we're going to be able to reconcile. But I appreciate that friendship for what it did for me at the time when it was important, you know. Um, and try to hold on to certain positive things. Don't put yourself by yourself. You know, look, look, look to to other people. Get into your word. Find ways to help you move past the restlessness. Help, find ways to help you find strength in that time of reflecting, uh, so that you can stay in a positive mode. Because again, this restlessness can now create a mode of depression, anxiety, fears that would just start to creep in. So you need to be careful about how you allow that fall season to really affect you emotionally and mentally, and of course even spiritually. Uh, in a similar way to the winter season, I've seen people use these fall times that they're going through emotionally to really pull back. Um, they take themselves out of ministry. They, they they separate themselves from social events. They all of a sudden, you know, don't respond to phone calls and, and stop showing up to maybe even church on, on a regular. They go through these times of a funk where it just starts to weigh them down. And we need to be careful of those kind of things. And if you see people responding that way in your own don't stop reaching out to them because sometimes that it can be very dangerous. And I know it's hard for me, just as one person as a pastor, can, I can imagine other people who have a, a, maybe a bigger congregation than I do um, of how to just reach out to so many people. You, people disappear on a regular. So we as, as spiritual leaders need the help of the everyday person, of the person, the congregational member who is out there 
to help take notice of people who start to disappear, who start to pull back and the mood changes, something something is is now different in their behavior and to reach out to them, you know, don't just wait on the, for the pastors, oh, wait, I'm sure the pastor's going to notice and say something. No, you take that initiative and you go and say, hey, are you okay? You know, what's going on? Is there anything I can pray for you about? You know, do you want to pray right now? How can I help you? It goes a long way. It goes a very, very long way. I've had some people respond to this question this week, and the responses were very, were very interesting. And majority found themselves in either spring or fall. A handful actually said that they do see themselves in winter. I found it interesting. I didn't really have any responses about summer, but yet I know a lot of people who always, I look at them, um, and they're just doing, 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 and don't take a pause. Um, so I'm curious that maybe sometimes... We are in summer modes and we don't realize it um, because we're so busy. We don't take that time to reflect and see what's going on. The other seasons at least give you a chance to think. Um, sometimes summer doesn't. So this is a little evaluation on my part. But those that did answer, again, found themselves mostly in spring and fall and new ideas, new ways of, of going about things. And I would say it's maybe split down the middle on those that see themselves on the positive side and those that recognize that they do see themselves on a negative time, on a negative side at times. And uh, it was very interesting to read some of these responses because we, we have to be real with ourselves. We have to see, you know what, I do have a lot of new ideas. I do like to experience new things, but I probably do sometimes get ahead of myself. I, I do things without maybe praying about it first or even consulting my spouse or, or thinking about if I'm going to start this new thing, how would that affect my family? We have to be careful and think about those kind of things. And sometimes we just respond real quick and then we realize, looking back, I didn't realize, I didn't think that was going to affect somebody that way. I, I, I didn't see what that was going to cost me or at what expense starting this new project or this new, this new venture, at what expense it, it was going to affect other things in my life. Um, so it's, it's a, I, I liked how some of those responses were. And then we had some in the fall that kind of what, what you would expect ones that see themselves, uh, allowing themselves to, to reflect too much that it actually hinders them. Um, and some admitted to pulling away from things, um, things that reminded them of the other person. And, and that I think is, is okay to, you know, why put yourself in a situation where you, it's going to remind you constantly of, uh, maybe a negative time in your life or things like that. It makes sense to pull away from certain things, but it shouldn't allow you to pull away from all things. Um, you still need to find ways to move forward and find strength. And so there are some that saw themselves in these fall seasons that it actually pulled them away from people who really cared. Um, one person mentioned about, you know, the loss of a loved one really hit them and, and they couldn't go to the same restaurants anymore and go to certain places. And I understand that and I get that. But it also pulled that person away from friendships that the friends were there not just because of the person they lost. They were there because they cared about the individual who's still around. Uh, and it was hard for this person to move forward. And that's something I think that needs sometimes needs to be worked out a little bit better. Because together you guys can mourn. Together you guys can build each other up. Especially if you had that one person in common. You know, ways that you can reflect. And I'm not saying you got to be best friends. But that you shouldn't push other people back. Because maybe they need someone to talk to too. Maybe maybe they're just in mourning just as much as, as you are. And who can better relate to them about what this common loss than you. Um, so there's ways that we got to do this. We got to see sometimes the positive and think of the positive in these fall seasons and, and how we move forward. And um, I think I think I already said it pretty good for the winter season people. Those that did respond about winter, 
said that yeah they they find themselves going alone and there were other ones like myself again i told you i like i like spending time alone but they use it for positive reasons they they use it for personal study personal devotional time uh and ways that they can take what they do in their personal time and reflect that back to others and being with others so it's a beautiful thing friends i just want to make sure that you recognize what season are you in are you in that winter season where you seclude yourself are you in that spring season where you're looking for something new are you in that summer season where you're always where you want to just do and just go out there or sometimes you find yourself in the fall season where you're reflecting or you find yourself restless because of uh, things that may be weighing you down or, or situations whatever the case may be all those seasons can have a positive and a negative effect be careful about allowing the negative to overweigh the positive Find ways to take those times and those seasons to use them in a positive way. To be a blessing to people, to be a blessing to yourself, to help yourself grow, to enrich your walk and your strength with God, and just having a great time. Guys, we just thank you so much for this time, for listening to us. Thank you for uh, spending time on our podcast. Uh, just stay tuned. We're going to give you guys information about how you can help sponsor uh, Through the Winter's Ministry and how we move forward. A lot of times in Through the Winter's Ministry, we go out, we don't charge people for speaking in different places, um, but it does cost money to go. We we travel, whether it's out of state or upstate or whatever the case may be, and it costs gas. Gas costs money and tolls, and sometimes we have to spend a night at a hotel. And we'll do it as best as we can, but it comes out of our own pocket. Um, and sometimes the places we go will give us something. They may give us $100, but that whole trip to go to that place maybe costs $250 uh, for food, gas, tolls, hotel, whatever the case may be. And so sometimes the, the cost doesn't even out, but we don't want that to stop us from still taking any opportunity given to us to go and minister to people and help uh, bless people with God's word and, and helping them find purpose in their pain and freedom from you know any anxieties or things that they may be holding on to. So we'll go, uh, but we do find that at times financially, that's, that's what makes it hard for us to do that. And so coming up in a little bit will be some information about how you can help sponsor us so you can be a part of how we can continue to bless people and move forward. God bless you all. We love you. See you soon. God bless you, friends. On behalf of all of us here at Through the Winters Ministry, I want to say thank you for all the love and for all the support. Through the Winters is here because we want to help people find purpose in their pain, help them find healing from their past, and, and give them a drive to keep on pursuing God in all things. If you'd like to help support us, there's two ways you can go about that. The first is through these podcasts. If you listen to us through Google or Spotify or iTunes, on our page in the About section on the last sentence, you'll find a link that will send you to a website where you can sponsor us for either $1, $5, or $10 a month. If you listen to us through a podcast app, there should be a little icon that says Support or Sponsor. Click on that, and again, it will take you to a spot where you can support us for either $1, $5, or $10 a month. The second way that you guys can support us is by inviting us to your church. We here at Through the Winters have had experience speaking to men's groups, women's groups, youth groups. We've done Sunday morning services. We've helped out in workshops and conferences. Any way that we can help your church, we want to be there. Just give us a call at 718-679-5356. That number again is 718-679-5356. Guys, once again, thank you for the love. Thank you for the support. Any way that we can help you, just give us a call. God bless.